Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Revving the Word. Are you ready to move your body and hear God's love and truth for your life? I hope that's a yes. I hope that's a resounding yes. We're going to do an interval workout today. Working through the Word of God, making it manifest itself through our bodies and you will be invited into some interval pushes as well. Always an invitation. I would say don't ever underestimate yourself. Don't ever underestimate, oh, I can't do that. It's too hard. Like we just already, I want you to, wow. It already is in line with what we're going to talk about today is hope. I want you to have hope. It's so powerful, you guys. So powerful. We'll get into that some more. Um, but just to explain this for those of you that are wondering, what is this? You are going to be moving your body in any way you want, your anything. Some people mow the lawn. I don't know how you do intervals while you're mowing the lawn, but maybe you just start picking up your knees to your chest. <laughs> I don't know. But you are either at the gym, uh, on a bike, going for a walk, a hike. You're moving your body. I think that's the one thing I would ask. And then try not to separate yourself from your body. Actually, try, we're inviting the body to be the instrument by which love moves through the world. And we're training the love inside of us. We're going to hear truth, capital T truth, right? Because we all have a reality, a little T truth, but we want capital T truth to help us navigate and get our body to go in the direction it's supposed to go. Because if I'm called to do something, it requires my body in some form or fashion, whether it's my words to speak, my, my heart to breathe, my uh, deeper breath so that I don't panic or stress. Like God, it just can't escape how connected to the beautiful design, uh, the creator God that our body is. And we're not going to elevate it higher than God, but we're going to get it in line with the totality message of the gospel to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we'll do that. When we do intervals, you will um, pick up your pace on a scale of one to 10, one being how you felt when you woke literally laying in bed, you're awake, your heart rate's a little bit more elevated than if you were sleeping, that's a one. <laughs> laying on the couch, two, uh, three, or whatever, you know, like you got up, went to the, as soon as you start moving throughout your day, you already start activating some type of energy beyond resting. But I want you to think the one, two, three, we're just not gonna be there. We're gonna be more up at the five to a 10. A 10 is your all-out effort. It's the best that you can do today. It has no number attached to it. If you're a heart rate person, if you like to train with your heart rate monitor, I want to ask you this one question. Is it helping you? Are you training according to numbers or are you training according to a deeper intuition, awareness, a deeper place? Because we can get really caught up in numbers. So I would say sometimes it's helpful. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. If it's helpful to you. Sometimes we need to check in and go, well, I wonder what my heart rate is. Um, you could do that. But when it becomes that's how you train, um, that's where like athletes are. Like I would understand if that's your, your, you feel like God has given you the mission to be an athlete, then numbers are going to be really important. But then even there, be very, very careful, stay free. But for the rest of us, the general population, I just want you to have a general well-being. You understand how you feel. So 10 is all out effort. We're going to be somewhere between a 5 um, as our low end, maybe a four, but, and then uh, six, seven, eight, nine, we'll just play around in there with our intervals, okay? So I'm so glad you're here. You can learn more about us at revelationwellness.org. As always, we invite you to RevWell TV. 
love spending time with you on the bike like this. I am on the bike, but however you're doing it, but we can get more specific because there's so much, so such a bigger conversation we can have about your well-being, stretching, strength training, cross training, uh, all that is going to be so helpful so that you don't get yourself in, in redundant patterns and also, just we'd love to spend more time with you. And you can join that, join Revol TV by becoming a partner with us. We are a nonprofit 501c3 ministry. We use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message. And you can do that. Your simple donation with us every month is so, it's that, that $10 <laughs> keeps not only the lights on, but caring for the team. I have a team of people behind Revelation Wellness, and um, I just love to get to to actually try and pay them something and what they're worth and help with the growth of the ministry. So that's what your money did. Promise you, trust me, trust God, love people, trust God, trust God with me. And uh, we'd love to have you partner with us. So check out RevWell TV. All right, uh, let's get going. Moving your feet. Actually, this is the sound of my shade going up. I like to watch the sun come up as, as we're doing this together. All right, let's get going in three, two, one, play. All right. Oh, little Beyonce, what's up? Nice, light, easy feet. Easy. Always taking a little inventory of how, hmm. Was motivations, right? Motivations of the heart. Good. So, Lord, we love you. So grateful for motion, movement. We're so grateful that we're not a stuck people, even if we feel stuck. <laughs> oh, you are not confused about us or our circumstances. Thank you that you use all things, all things for good. So now, God, we bring you the good, the not so good, <laughs> and the very hard places of our life. And we say, change us. Change our minds. Renew our minds according to your word. Heal us and we'll be healed, God. Touch us. I pray for an encounter for people, God. I pray for tears laughter, joy, a leap to their step, supernatural, don't know where it came from, and we bind up the enemy that would accuse us of being crazy. <laughs> this wild spree. Thank you, God, for giving us crazy permission to be who you created us to be. Release it upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Light feet. Watch how heavy you step your feet. It's always indicator of how present you are in your body. You can pick up about 60% of your impact by just lifting your heart, lifting your kneecaps. In terms of the knees come up, the foot strikes the ground lightly. Leave a small footprint. Walk lightly. Woo. 
I don't know, somebody turned the heat on in my house, but it already feels a little warm. But I'm just really excited to be with you. All right, today's scripture, are you ready? Okay, this, this might be a coffee mug scripture. You know, you see it on plaques and mugs and shirts. Well, maybe not shirts, kinda. But it, uh, I feel like the enemy loves to steal the familiar from us. Like once we've heard it once, twice, nah. Like, you know, like we always are needing to be wooed by something. So let's bring this back alive. Because I think we've just kind of cast it off to the side. Oh yeah, that verse. Right now, by the way, I want you to be moving from a five, right? You're not laying down, <laughs> clearly. Six to a seven. We're gonna work some foot technique today, some form and technique, as well as work it into our intervals. Good. Your scripture is from Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Let me say that again. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Okay, light feet. So what I mean, quick cadence. So runners, treadmill people on the move, take tinier steps, so less strength, or less length in your stride, and pick up your feet. Come on, up. Keep going. Tiny little light, like your floating steps. And just pull back, back into a natural stride. You guys, hope. <laughs> I always knew it was powerful and then I and then I read this. I'm reading I read a book called The Anatomy of Hope. Highly recommend it. It's by Jerome Groupman. A oncologist and a hematologist. He works with people's blood and tumors. Surgeon. And he said this in his book. Researchers are learning that a change in mindset has the power to alter neurochemistry. Belief and expectation, the key elements of hope, can block pain by releasing the brain's endorphins and encephalins, mimicking the effects of morphine. Quick feet, come on. What you're feeling right now? Endorphins. Hope. You are living hope right now. Pull back. Do you hear me? What you're doing right now is so violently hopeful. Who are you? <laughs> right? To 
do this, it's because you're an image bearer of God. That you go, I can do hard things. I'm going to press in. And I'm going to press on. That's helpful. Get ready. You're going again. Quick little feet. It's going to feel weird. Go. Quick. Runners, I promise you, it will make sense. Up, up, up. Think upward lift. Everything has to lift. Corners of the mouth, lift. A change in mindset affects your neurochemistry. Pull back. God wired us for hope. <laughs> okay, now listen. That was short, quick strokes. I now want you to lengthen them. If you're on a machine, give it more tension. Runners, open your stride a little beyond what's normal and comfortable. A little beyond. Don't hurt yourself, but open your stride length. Push that midfoot strike to toe, and then lay. Lay that heel out in front of you a little more. So good. It's so good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Image bearers. This hope thing. <sighs> this is like the seat belt. It's the safety net. God has put it in each man. When the lights seem to go out and the light seems not like it's coming, hope. Come on. A change in mindset. Changes the neurochemistry, releasing. So this means when you take a hopeful thought, woo, <laughs> talk about resurrection. When you take a hopeful thought, your brain says, add a girl, add a boy, now. Body, soul, heart, mind, get in line. This is what I was made for. No, sir. You will not take this from me. Hope. My belief and expectations. Those are the core elements of hope. Belief and expectation. That's why people that have only belief in themselves and expectations of themselves will terminate on themselves. It's limited. But people that have a hope that's higher, wider, longer, deeper than themselves live beyond themselves. Live for a purpose that goes far beyond themselves. 
That's a hope. And if you defer this hope, just lay down. You got the spiritual flu. Take a rest. Hope will come around the bend. It's coming around the bend again. God will not leave you as orphans. Ah! Pull back. Natural stride. Oh! Good job. You're going to go again. Yes, you are. Three, two, good job. Awesome. You get the next five minutes or so to settle into any pace that feels good to you. Anything that feels good to you. No intervals though. Nothing where that would take away your breath. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. As the mind thinks, so the man goes. If you think, I mean, just the word hope, does, what image does it evoke in your mind? When I say the word hope, what word picture comes to mind? Good. For me, it's always, I remember being a kid being in the pool and I would um, hug a beach ball and my brother and I would work really hard to try and submerge the beach ball. <laughs> You'd sit on it, push it way down, try to keep it underwater, try to balance on the ball while sitting on it underwater in the water. And eventually that buoyancy, <laughs> that, see air belongs up. Breath up. You can't bury it under the pressure of water. And so eventually, that ball would just pop up, boom, and then it would explode us off the ball. And we'd laugh and laugh and then try it again, push it down. It could only be down for so long, it would boom, back, pop back up again. Hope is buoyant the word picture I get. Maybe some of you get a sunrise, light. That's why it says in the Old Testament, and Jesus quotes this in the New Testament, that a, a smoldering wick he will not put out. He goes, if I even see smoke, I see life. I can turn that back into a bonfire. So all I want you to do is spend the next few minutes moving your body meditating on hope hope deferred makes the heart sick but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life say it over and over Make it an encounter of your heart, not just words to know, but a reality from which you live from. 
Hope deferred makes my heart sick. But desires fulfilled. Tree of life. Go. Man, Whew. there are moments <laughs> I hear the Spirit say to me <laughs> in a giggling kind of voice, this is so dangerous. <laughs> like people might actually believe in God in a fresh, whole way. And they will have expectancy on his faithfulness, his goodness, belief and expectation. So good. You can feel your breath. You're about an eight maybe. Listen, I want you to spend the next two minutes at any desired workload for you. <laughs> Thanks, Ariana. Ariana. I mean, Rihanna. Your two minutes push. Two-minute push. Your choice. So dangerous. So good. In all the most delightful ways. Oh, I, I need to tell you. Instructor training. It's starting soon. Couple weeks. If you only learn to instruct your whole life into this hope, continual hope, 
It'd be worth it. Beyond worth it. Taking this whole message of the gospel and let it wholly affect you for holy and whole reasons. So be sure, go to the website. I'll get to spend a whole five days with you, sweating, moving, breathing, praying, laughing, crying, eating good food with real people who are saying, weapons down. God, heal me. I know I'm made for more. I have a belief in you, and I put all my expectancy in you. Tell you, nothing's more hopeful than what you're doing right now. So powerful. Good job. So look at that. Join us. It starts in mid-February. February 13th, 16th. It's just doors are closing. Next class won't happen until August. All right, pull back. Pull back. Take a minute to do to keep your hope alive. How about that? Belief and expectation. The winning combination. Hope. The word hope means it means it's spoken of as lively. A living hope. Hope is not frail or perishable but has a perennial life. Isn't that true? Seasons, like it won't stay underground. If it's under, it won't be under for long. It'll come up. Now listen. In 40 seconds, you're gonna do a three minute push. Maybe you're gonna go back to an eight. You won't be able to hold a 10 for three minutes. What's the best that you can hold for three minutes? So you can't come out of the gate at full speed. If anything, you're better off. I'll give you a one minute countdown as we get closer and closer to the three minutes and you can monitor yourself. If you're like, I think I can do a little more. Or, uh, I think I overbid it. All right, grace, grace. Hope, love, faith, let's go. Go. Three minutes. It's still an interval. Hope, it's not perishable. You can't throw it away and not expect it to show back up on your doorstep. Kick it out to the curb, it's gonna knock on the door. And if you defer it, if you don't answer the door, you'll be sick. That's why David could say to his soul, why are you so downcast, soul? 
Put your hope in God. Meaning, get back here, soul. I put my hope in the wrong place. Pardon me. Let me put it back in my belief in God. That's why I read the word to know him. The word know in the Greek, it's a, a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse. I'm just gonna say it. Intimacy, so intimate. You share a bed with him. You share a life with him. You've built a life together. Hope. I put my hope in my body. I put my hope once again in my physical body, in my money. Oh, uh, whoops. Sorry about that. Forgive me. And the God, your father says, sure. Good job. Put it back in me. Let's go. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope denied makes the heart sick. Hope misplaced makes the heart sick. Now catch this. Keep going. Oh, I meant to tell you. Sorry. I didn't give you the countdown. 30 seconds. Sorry. Twenty seconds. You're almost there. We have a saying in our house. <laughs> oh, and how my kids love it. Pull back. Recover. Do you have those sayings in your house that your kids are like, oh gosh, here they go again. Yeah. I think I think that's how the Lord is with us. He goes, let me tell you again. Now he says it much better than me because I get frustrated with my kids. He doesn't get frustrated with me. He's, his love is long-winded, long. That's why I tell my kids, I still need Jesus. But God is complete. And that's the other thing. Did you know the word hope doesn't show up, it's most, it's the least, it's only used two times in the Gospels. Two times. Why is that? There. Thank you, Kim Walker. Because this is Jesus. He is the hope. Hope fulfilled. It's here. I don't need to keep talking about hope because I'm here. The Old Testament talked about hope. Once Jesus left the disciples with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, they talked again about this hope because they were men empowered by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus, he didn't need to talk about hope because he was hope. So whatever people got near him, hope. If they heard about him, hope. Hope is so powerful. And here's what it means. We tell my kids all the time, what you look for, you will find. Whoo, if I am looking for reasons to have an issue with God, I will find many reasons to have an issue with God. If I look for reasons that he has been good and faithful, I will find those. And not only will I find those, I believe he will multiply those. 
you have three, no, I'm sorry, five minutes left. I want a one minute push. Ready, set, go. What you look for, you will find. Belief and expectancy. Don't defer. Don't defer your hope. That means don't hand it over to man. Don't even put your hope in your husbands, ladies. Love them, but they're not your savior. Men, <laughs> don't put your hope in your career, in what you can provide or who you are in the corporate ladder. Don't put your hope there. You're enough. We say you're enough. Your sisters look to you right now and say, you've got this. Come on, come together, body of Christ. Stop licking our wounds. Stop writing our grievances. Hope, belief in God and the expectancy that he's got it. Pull back. One minute off. Hope appears 155 times in the Bible. Only two times in the gospel. Jesus is hope fulfilled. So when you tell your mind, think about Jesus. Hope shows up. <laughs> oh, think about it, friends. The disciples had no grid for this kind of hope. But post-resurrection, <laughs> oh, death, where's your sting? Come on. 15 seconds off, more, and then you go back on. Hope, push, one minute push. Hope is a certainty of good or a certainty of evil. Do you hear me? That is the actual definition. Break down the word. The word here used in Hebrew, expectancy of good or expectancy of evil. Whatever you look for, you're gonna find it. Where the, man, where the mind goes, the man follows. Come on, neurochemistry. Come on, neuroplasticity. Change our minds. God, I release a fresh flask of love, power, and a sound mind over your people. Baptize them with sweat, God. Sweat. Hope. Rise. Hopelessness, cease. In Jesus' name. Pull back, 30 seconds off, and then you're gonna finish the whole workout today with a one and a half minute push. Your solution, your morphine, the morphine, like God, make this pain go away. Take hope, meditate on it. Go, minute and a half. Come on, what can you do with a minute and a half? 
feet up. Remember those quick drills, everyone? Remember those quick feet? Use them now. But now that stride, that length, that uses the glutes is involved. Wow. The loose solution to hopelessness, let the love of Jesus fill your heart. Take hope. Come on. 45 seconds. You can do it. Lift the corners of your mouth. Start to laugh out loud. Ha ha. Ha ha. He's got it. He's got your marriage. He's got your body. Seek first him and his way of living, thinking, doing, and all these things will be added to you. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. I know it's a fake out. 13, 12. Hear your breath. Listen. You hear it? It's holy to him. Live and move and have your being in him to pull back. Woo. Recover. You're all done. Oh. Recover. Let me finish this message with you because I have one more, one more teaching, training tip, like here as a trainer, I don't just come up with ideas. I, I look for sound proven methods to help somebody through their plateaus. In other words, the places where they, they stop growing or they stop changing, their body plateaus and they feel stuck. So as a trainer, I'll go back to the science and research. What can we do here? What could be going on? Well, I'm telling you now, when you get stuck and you can't find your hope, and you go, Lisa, because that's the truth. We can't really love if we don't have hope. True love is undergirded, underpinned with, with hope. That means my love for you is authentic because I believe in you. Even though you've done this foolish thing, I, I don't see the foolish thing. I see you, the possibility. I see you, the potential. I see you as God sees you. So no matter for this thing, I don't put my hope there. My hope is in the belief of your design, of who you are. But now hear this, friends. Even there, your expectation still lies in Christ. I've said it before. I've done some teachings with you before. Your expectations are never in how God's going to show up, when's God, when God's going to show up, what He's going to do when He shows up. Just burn those right now. Put them on the altar. Get the kerosene out. Light a big old match. Burn it. Because as a woman who's walked with Christ for close to 20 years, closely with Christ for about 10 years, no, 15 years, he's never come when I thought he would or the way I thought he would or how I thought, I just never. But here's what I knew. I never got away from his why. His word tells me his why. You ever get that book, Know Your Why? It's kind of a... a, a self-development book, like if you want to develop yourself in the business world or wherever you're trying to make your mark, know your why. Know your why. God knows his why. He rolls open the scroll and says, 
the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to bind up the brokenhearted, to give sight to the blind. This is my why. Wherever I see that, I'm coming. And not only am I coming, I have the full authority, right, power, ability to do that. So I can put my hope there knowing, okay, God, I can still have a hopeful thought for this person because it's who you are. Not because I have expectations on the person. My belief is in you and my expectation is that you, you're coming. For healing, sometimes healing is in a moment. Sometimes, and right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing, God. Touch your people, love your people, because I believe in the God who still touches and encounters his people. Because honestly, I think we need that on the earth today more than anything else, because we have way too many words. Every faith is using words, a lot of words, a lot of places to put our words. Books, internet, blog, Facebook, Twitter, a lot of places to put words. I don't think people are won by words. They're won by action, encounter, intimacy, touch, where God interrupts the consistent, draining conversation and says, you're mine. You're mine. I love you. So healing in the name of Jesus, God. People with hurt back and hurt knees right now that they're just showing up saying, God, I believe you. Fibromyalgia, arthritis, inflammation cease in Jesus' name. And I believe someone here has been touched right now. But I also know that he's a God of process too. When I was in the most hopeless places in my marriage, I thought God was going to come in a moment and like Paul dropped the scales from my husband's eyes and he would have this magical encounter because I, I need a God that is that and I'm not moving the mark off of that. It is who he is. He has full right to do that. But I found he, oh, he comes through process. He comes through faithfulness. Sow another seed today, Lisa. Sow another seed. And then suddenly... You can see a marked change. There's no drastic. There can, I cannot drop a pin on the moment of my marriage going from terrible to amazing. There was a turning point of when it was really, really terrible. But it took a commitment to the commitment to see the change happen and come. So this is my how I leave you today. But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So if you can't find hope and you can't access the love of Jesus, because hope needs love, or love needs hope. It's really hard to authentically love without a hope, without a faith. That's why faith, hope, and love, these are the greatest things. But if I can't get a hope and I can't, then what I do, it tells me right here, a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So I go and eat, I go pick fruit from the tree where God has fulfilled desires for me in the past. I remember how he's come through and I recount to myself the promises that he made for the future. Because he's gonna fulfill everything he said he would. So that's a tree of life. And then if you can't remember what he's done, go pick from the fruit of your own life. 
I was meditating on this today and I just thought, God, God, you've been so good to me. I mean, I started listing out all the things that he came through on. I had no hope for it. Well, I did, but it was messy. But he came through. So whenever today I face a hopeless situation, I go and eat from the tree of life in my backyard. It's my tree. It's there and it's producing fruit all the time. It's not a one-time pick of fruit from the tree. That tree that he planted in me desires he's fulfilled. I'm a desire of his heart. He's a desire of my heart. I always have him. He always has me if I give him the access to me. That's a tree of life. And when I eat from that, from those desires fulfilled, it gives me more life, more hope, more faith, more love. Yeah. God, give it to us. Suck it to us, God. Hope. A buoyant, unceasing hope. Attached to suffering, God, we're very aware it's going to hurt. In our suffering times, God, remind us that suffering produces perseverance, which produces character, which brings us back online with hope so we can love. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus.